Jake, Jake, is this thing on? Yeah, yeah. we're good. Hello. We're live. We're starting. So, a little warning. Um, we might have a little bit of language. So, if you have, so, so if you're a responsible parent, you know, you might not want to be here. But if you're a cool aunt or uncle, you know, thanks for bringing your kids. <laughs> we're no worse than the rest of the internet. We really aren't. Actually, better than Reddit, even. I think that's safe, right? Yeah. Definitely better than 4chan. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it right? It That's our point. <laughs> All right, so you guys ready to light this candle? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Welcome Woo! to Creativity and Virtual Reality. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for coming to this awesome display that we're about to do for you that uh, is going to be incredibly random and fun, and we promise... Well, we can't really promise, but I hope you have fun. If you don't, yeah. then meh. Uh, I would like to do some introductions right now with everybody up here. All, we all have some kind of experience in VR, some of us from a consumer standpoint, some of us from a developer standpoint, and some of us from just riding the coattail of everybody else standpoint. <laughs> Called out! Um, so, so we'll go ahead and get this, uh, get this party started here with Eugene. Here, why don't you tell the good people what you are, who you are, and what you do. Hey, my name is Eugene Kappen. I'm a YouTuber and VR evangelist. And I am co-host of the VR talk show on Glitched, or on, Glitched. on VR, or uh, on, on Alt Space called Glitched. <laughs> You're such a wordsmith. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here we have uh, Mr. Topher. Or he's our Viking or samurai or hipster, whatever you want to call him. Viking, hipster, uh, samurai. I, I, that's what I prefer. Why don't you tell the good people like what makes you so awesome and qualified so, here? So my name's Topher Welsh. Um, I run the After Effects Seattle user group in Seattle, obviously. It's one of the largest After Effects user groups uh, in the country. Uh, we do a lot of things to teach about VR, like using After Effects to create virtual reality experiences and things like that. Um, and you know, doing that has kind of led me into kind of a lot more of the stuff that like Eugene does too and like evangelizing about. I get super amped on VR and helping like people to realize like what it's about, what you can do with it, how it's like a new medium and things like that to like create really cool things. And like my mantra is kind of, Create cool shit, and it's a it's a great tool to do stuff like that. So you are a pretty amp dude. I, I am. <laughs> I will give you that. And I'm gonna go ahead and skip myself and save myself for dead last, just because that's how I roll. So Andrew, oh. why don't you tell the good people? And hey, don't downplay it like you did on the Twitch stream, okay? <laughs> we know you're probably the smartest person at this entire table, and I want to hear about that, okay? So so you go. Come dude, on, you tell, tell, tell the good oh, people. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know about that, but um, yes. yeah, no, I'm also yeah. the most modest. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm a dev over at, uh, I'm an R&D dev, I guess, over at Microsoft. So um, I research and develop things. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that's about like you know, it's a you know, it's fun, it's challenging. Um, recently, got into the VR space. Uh, Co-founded a company with Eugene uh, called Ensoverse. And so we're focusing on bringing the VR to mobile device because I mean everybody in this panel, right? There's only a few people that own a Vive or Oculus, but who owns a smartphone? Oh look, point everyone. taken. Everyone opens. <laughs> everyone own a smartphone. Yeah. doesn't own a smartphone. <laughs> well, if you have okay, who owns a smartphone or who has a computer, laptop or desktop, right? It's like pretty much yeah. majority. So you all have access to it. That's yep. our idea. So, yeah. And you're an awesome developer. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> and then uh, down here at the end, we have Mr. Adrian. He's our honorary cowboy. 
That's right. So tell the good people what you do. Okay, thank you. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Adrian Ladelia. I uh, am the host of a paranormal show on YouTube called Insomnia. I talk about ghost stories and all that stuff. You can find that at Classy Skeleton Time. But most importantly, I am a composer, musician, and uh, sound designer. And uh, recently, I've just gotten into VR because I wanted to kind of challenge myself to see like what I could do in that realm. Because my education is primarily in film scoring, so this is interesting now to try to like score something that's so vastly more versatile. So that's what I do. And he's awesome at it. And uh, last but certainly not least, I am Jerry, also known as Barnacles on the internet, tech YouTuber rider of coattails, and general attention whore. Uh, I'm here mainly from the consumer standpoint because I've been a huge you know, uh, proponent of VR from the beginning all the way through the early Oculus dev kits and watching it mature from something that, that really wasn't something that you'd take seriously beyond maybe like, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of a neat novelty, but it wasn't really there. And now seeing it as something that's like very, very refined and everybody does it. And we're hoping by the end of this that you guys will all see that and, and give it a fair shake. So let's go ahead and get some things started here with a couple of questions. You were talking about the glitched podcast show. Yeah. The, the, yeah. We're actually going to follow up after all this, and we've got a little project going on that we can't talk about a lot. But you guys are going to want to watch the glitched podcast. We're going to be doing some stuff with VR involving... I prefer experience, experience. the glitch. Experience the glitched. No, we're going to do something in VR that hasn't been done before, and I think you guys will probably be interested in that. Uh, also... Moving on down here, uh, you guys, Adrian and uh, Eugene, you guys have been working on a product right now. Uh, it's called, was it, Sp is it Spruce, right? Uh, so Andrew and I. Andrew, sorry. Sorry, Andrew and I are working on our first mobile uh, platforming application. It's a real estate application for the smartphone where basically people can create entire VR experiences directly from your smartphone without having to buy any extra cameras or headsets. Yeah, and one, and one of the things is in, in development of games and stuff like that, people are really put off because when you have to learn how to develop a game, generally you have to learn a language, you have mm -hmm. to learn a framework, things like that. And virtual reality is actually creating a platform for you to be able to create things without not necessarily having any knowledge. Yeah, like you don't have to know how to code. I mean, right. how, how many people here do not know how to code and have no idea or do not even want to learn how to code? Okay? So you can yeah. make virtual reality experiences without... Yeah having to have those skill sets. And I mean, that's what I've done, yep. that's what he's done. Uh, he made a short film called Journey on YouTube, completely inside of After Effects. Yeah. And he's in a plugin called Element 3D. And it's just, it's this amazing uh, film where you, you just kind of like, uh, from a point of view, you're going through, you're, you're able to, <laughs> but then uh, uh, Adrian also worked on it. He did the sound yeah. design for it, so. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people real, don't realize that you don't have to develop at all. You can literally shoot a 360 degree video and create your own VR experience. That's a, like uh, if you guys haven't tried it yet with your phone, you can actually do it without a VR helmet. You can actually just look at the YouTube app. You, you can move the phone around and look through the point of view on a 360 camera. You may have seen some experiences like fighter jets flying mm -hmm. around and race cars. And they're applying this technology everywhere. And the, tech, and, the, and the resolution keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And the experience becomes better and better and better. And more realistic. And more realistic. And a lot of people think VR, they're like, oh, no, it's just games. It's just fake graphics and stuff like that. And it's like, no, it pairs perfectly. Like a television pairs with a two-dimensional camera. Mm -hmm. A, th a 360 degree camera pairs with the VR experience. Yeah. And it's, and it's absolutely an amazing thing. Uh, one of the things that I want to start asking you guys here is uh, how you all got started in VR. 
kind of like what's your progression in so, VR to where you are today? So I was actually at a uh, After Effects meetup, uh, <laughs> Topher's, Topher's group, <laughs> and the DK1 for the Oculus had just come out, and the Samsung Gear just came out, yeah. and a gentleman at our meetup named Lou Ward had already started working on a project in Unity. So the Iron Giant? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically yeah. what this project was, um, so we were at this bar after the meetup, and he goes, hey, Eugene, you need to try this. And I put it on, and it's, it's the Disney's Iron Giant picking you up and then walking with you. And you can see, like, birds, and you can see, like, deer running through the forest. And it, it, was, it was, like, very early stage uh, for this experience. And I was just so blown away. I was like, this is going to be the thing. And two months later, I quit my job to pursue VR full-time. And I have never looked back. And it has been one of the best choices I've ever made in my life. And you still look like you're eating, so that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so Topher, what got you into the VR, sir? So, um, so I, like I said, I run that After Effects user group. And it actually was scheduling our first virtual reality night meetup that really launched me into the VR thing. So I got to actually borrow one of the DK1s for like two weeks before the meeting. And I was just like, I started just playing these games uh, on the Oculus and I was just like, this is phenomenal. Like, this is so cool. And so we did, I, I, I learned some stuff with, through After Effects. I was like, how can I make things in After Effects? And so uh, we started using like Element 3D After Effects, built these little tiny experiences and uh, I gave a talk on how to use like Metal Skybox. It's a plugin to create, um, Essentially, it, it emulates a six-camera rig in a cube, uh, like a 360 camera. And uh, I did a, uh, a live demo on how to make something like that uh, at After Effects Seattle. And I made a video, rendered it, and put it up on YouTube within a half an hour. And everyone in the crowd like this could just experience it with their YouTube app. And I was like, this is so cool. I want everyone to know that they can like do this. They can make things in virtual reality without having to touch an app. Like, a section of code, nothing. And you can make these amazing things. You just have to be creative. And now that's kind of what I've been preaching is like, just use virtual reality as a tool, uh, like a new medium. Like everyone, a lot of people here at the con are artists and you can use virtual reality like a new medium. Like actually a very good example of this is uh, a program called ZBrush. Yeah. And, or a Tilt Brush. Well, ZBrush is like. So, so there's Tilt Brush and then very soon there will be Strudel Doodle. <laughs> Strudel Doodle. Strudel Doodle. Well, I remember Tilt, Tilt Brush was my first VR experience yeah, that, yeah. that I had on the high resolution production uh, vibe, and I was blown away by it. Just the fact that you could actually track with depth perception and connect yeah. objects reliably, like oh, yeah. just was an excellent demonstration of how far VR has come. How many people in here have tried VR like a long time? We're talking like maybe like five, 10 years ago, you tried some kind of VR experience. You're like, like, you know, with a big garbage can on your head, like Disney World. And you're like, wow, this makes me sick. This makes me nauseous. Makes me like really uncomfortable. That's all gone now. Yeah. If you tried VR before and it puts you off, definitely try it again. Because all of the things that made people sick yeah. in VR have virtually been neutralized. Yeah. And, and it's absolutely fantastic. So what got you into VR? Oh, well, uh, back in, in April, right? Um, yeah. We went, went to a hackathon for um, I think Seattle VR something, that theme. It was a health theme, I guess, but uh, that's where I met Eugene and the rest of our team. And over that weekend, um, was able to pick up a, you know, a different 
language for making, you know, prototyping VR scenes. So we had a working demo by Sunday. We started like wow. Friday night and then you know like worked all Saturday. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> like I, I love that Jerry was like, Andrew is the smartest person at this table. This yes. dude learned a new language in six hours so we could build our own social network. Let, let me just put that out there. It's always the quiet <laughs> ones, always. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, after like, you know, doing that, um, it was just like, you know, it was very, um, the flow of the team was amazing because we all kind of overlapped each other and you know, you're on a roller chair and you roll to one person, you're like, hey, can you send me a model and then I can align in the scene and it was fast and it was like, you know, it was, um, you know, like if you do like, you know, web development, it's almost, ex it's just like, you know, uh, you know, what's it called? Like HTML. Like HTML yeah. markup, stuff like that. And then it's like just as fast and res as uh, responsive as developing with JavaScript. You know how it just a script just runs it and you can just keep on iterating over that. The same thing like that. So it was just, it was amazing to be able to see, like you actually create something and then to see it in the phone. That was kind of the turning point and I started, you know, digging more into it. So trying to uh, help, you know, everyone else to do it without the headache uh, that we went through uh, manually doing it. So okay, we're trying so to make it automated, that process. So the, uh, the language that he's talking about is actually called A-Frame. It's a web-based VR uh, language. So you can actually build an entire VR experience inside of a web browser. How about this? If somebody here wanted to get started with creating virtual reality content, even to the degree of just using their cell phone, not using any of the fancy helmets or anything like that, where would be a good place for them to go online to start learning? Like, where have you been getting your knowledge on how to use these technologies? Okay, well, I mean, it, definitely to start out, I would definitely pick up A-Frame. It, um, it is a little bit of coding, but you get kind of the general ideas um, that go into virtual reality development, so you'll have um, I mean, when you develop in any type of 3D environment, you're going to have concepts of, of scenes, of objects, of properties to those objects, to interactions, to lighting, to, um, you know, shader, like there's tons of things, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, there's like uh, a lot of linear algebra with like matrix transformations and there's a lot of like there's a heavy intensive math involved. What this does is it strips away kind of the theory, allows you to experiment with these items and kind of get a grasp of what they are. and then. If you go further, for web development, I would suggest after that go to 3JS because it's a little bit more extensible library that's built on top of WebGL, which is a web's graphic library inside the browser. It, it connects to your, um, allows you to access your GPU th through the browser, which is pretty cool because you can actually do high intensive calculations. Um, you know, uh, anyway. He's getting so. excited. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I would start A-Frame. Learn that, learn a lot of the terms though. Yeah. Get familiar with it, then 3JS, and then get into Unity, After Effects, and you know, then the world. Yeah, and don't be intimidating. This is intimidating. This isn't like the programming of old. You're not gonna have to go bust open Visual Studio and write 100,000 lines of C code to, to you know, make Pong. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot less intimidating. So Adrian. Actually, that's a nice little little entry right there, the little crickets chirping. So, so Adrian, <laughs> okay. how did you get drug into this? That's because I know audio. you're not you're 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 not the crazy technical nerd. Exactly. And so I, how did you get roped? Right, I like how the crickets came out because yeah, this perfect. is this this is what I mean by like my specialty, like I mentioned, is like sound design. So I initially got into VR because it was this was a much less crazy story, but I'd scroll through my Facebook feed. And seriously, how many of you guys see those things somebody posts that says click and like drag to like look around and stuff like that, those 360 videos and all that. And when I first saw those, I'm like, 
that's a boring picture. Like there's just like, (laughs) it's like a doorway or something like that. And then like eventually it says click to move around. So I click on it and I kind of just wiggle back and forth. And it's just like, I'm like, okay, that's, that's not very exciting. And then Eugene tells me, oh no, 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 no. You can like look around the room. And I was like, okay. So like I go and I actually do it and I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. I can actually rotate 360 degrees. And I'm just sitting here on my computer. That is neat. I'm like looking at this thing. But even then, I'm kind of like, it's still not that impressive. And then he's like, oh, no, you can put it on your cell phone and, like, tape it to your face or whatever. And then you can <laughs> look around the tape. room. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Why are you so <laughs> but, hard to impress? Right. Like, I said, I said, like, walking back I, and forth, the mouse was already like. cameras, you know. So, I'm like, so I see that, and I'm like, okay, that's really interesting now. What would it sound like? Exactly. So from like from a musician standpoint, you guys might know what I'm talking about. Where it's kind of like, yeah, what 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 might this sound like? How would I like you know write the soundtrack to this kind of image? So I was just interested because a buddy of mine used to post like abandoned buildings he'd explore, and he would just look around. I'm like, okay, I could think of a number of soundtracks for this. And eventually, Eugene comes up with the the journey idea, and he says, I got this video idea, you know, and it's going to be in VR. I'm like. Sign me up. Like, I will do the soundtrack for it. And that's how I ultimately started this. So Can, can I just – so I, I told him exactly what I wanted the, uh, the video, the journey to uh, sound like. And he's like, oh. And he sent me this, like, two minutes. He's like, do you mean like this? And you know that <laughs> opening to, like, the second Halo game where it's just oh, absolutely yeah. beautiful? Yep. Like, I'm listening to this, and I'm, like, crying, like, down my face. I'm like – you just made this? You made you and he's like, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. Uh, so like a huge thing for me, like when I first got my Vive was the spatial audio. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that when they get like, um, if they've only tried like mobile VR, yep. uh, when you have like a headset, they have a way that like when you turn your head, if that dude back there is talking, if I turn my head, I'm going to hear him just a little bit better. But if I turn yeah. this way, this ear is not going to hear that dude very much. Yeah. And like that is like a whole new like way of thinking for audio because you got to position things in a space and you have to compose for like if that stereo is playing some jam, it's going to be over there on the sidewalk. Yep. Like it's it's crazy. Have you messed with a ton of that yet? Or no, this was kind of like uh, what I was mentioning before. I had we did did our Twitch stream and I talked about this. It's interesting because okay, is anybody here a musician? Show of hands. Okay. Wow, okay. Now, Same. how many of you focus on film scoring or have done any kind of like scoring for things? We got one. Okay, a lot less. Two, okay. Couple. So yeah. you guys know how when something's going on on the screen, your music should be complementing that. It shouldn't stand out too much, but it should be complementing the action. And you guys all have experienced this when you're watching a movie. The Star Wars theme, you guys, when you first heard it, it wasn't the theme that made you go, this is awesome. It was the whole experience of this bam, yellow text, and it was the dun, da, 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 da. Later on, you're like, wow, that was a really cool theme song. Our job as film like scoring people, composers, is we don't want to be noticed until after the fact. We want to help create a good experience. VR is interesting because if I'm specifically scoring, and if you guys don't know, if I'm specifically scoring for what's going on on the screen, what if, in this scenario, they're faced the opposite direction? Because it's VR. You can now look everywhere. You don't have to focus on one single thing in particular. How do I musically draw them to that spot? Yeah. And that is the interesting challenge that I'm Super like working cool. with right now. And I feel like Journey is a really good example of that. There's a, sp- there's a part in it, spoiler. <laughs> there's an asteroid field at some point. Oh, man. And it's really neat. You know? And it's like, um, the point is, when I first saw the asteroid field, you know, it doesn't come in until like nine minutes or something like that. So I'm faced the opposite direction. Next thing you know, I see asteroids going by. 
And I was like, okay, well, how do I make the music for that? And you'll see now go into it, like I create an interesting buildup with the tension. So it kind of makes you start to look around like, hey, what's going on? And then bam, hits you, asteroid field. So yeah, that's kind of my experience well, with that kind of One of, of the coolest things that I like about the whole virtual reality from the perception of creating an experience, like a movie, if you will, some, something like that, is that like you said, you, cannot, you never know where somebody's gonna look. Actually, case in point, and this is a hilarious story, and some of you may have known this, uh, a famous YouTuber that shall remain nameless uh, shot a 360 degree cam video and uploaded it to YouTube. And of course, when you upload it, the point of view is the front of the camera. Mm -hmm and the user can change the point of view. What he didn't realize is when his back was turned and he was recording it, his girlfriend kept walking in and out of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who this person is for obvious reasons, but he posted the video and everybody just kept turning the camera in the comments saying, oh my God, look at the background, look at this girl. And he couldn't understand it in the comments, like what are all these people saying? And then he went back and looked at it himself. Of course. And realized because that wasn't <laughs> his point of focus, he wasn't looking that direction. Yeah. The camera just was perceiving everything 360 degrees. But it just goes to show that people are gonna look at whatever they want to look at. Oh, yeah. In this experience, so you have to be conscious of that and you have to cater to that experience. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is rewatchability. Imagine if a video, like an entire movie was shot in, three, in 360 degrees. Or let's even say 180 degrees, right? So you don't have to look at the film crew, like you know, drinking lattes and stuff, and their clapper boards. You could watch that same movie a thousand times yeah. over and discover something new. So now the rewatchability is through the roof. And that's just for the video aspect of VR. That's not including mm -hmm. the real nitty gritty things for VR, which is like the gaming experiences where you have true depth perception. Yeah. You have, you have, and that's the thing, depth perception brings a lot to it. Yeah. That, that, that really brings a lot to it. Uh, so the next thing that I wanted to ask you guys, and this, this is actually a general question that everybody comes out, is how many of you guys out there think that virtual reality is just a fad? It's just gonna be gone in a couple years. This is just beating a dead horse. We're all going to be looking at flat screen TVs for the rest of our lives. How many people? See, I love this crowd. Look yeah. at this. Not, not a one. You guys no, are the smart no, ones. No, 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 not this guy. The audio guy. The audio guy's like, uh, VR, dude. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 3D printing, dude. Uh, come on. I printed sneakers. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's like, it's not. It, I mean, you don't think it's a fad, obviously. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I don't think it's a, va a fad because... Well, one, I really want it to work because I quit my job to right. pursue it. You have Fair a vested enough. interest so, here. So I'm, I'm super vested. Um, but, I mean, even, even from a bare minimum standpoint where everybody has access to it on their cell phones, I mean, YouTube alone has a billion plus users. It's the most watched platform on the planet, if yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, like, even out does Netflix, which I believe yeah, is number two. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean just the ability to create this content and push it out to the world is has has never been easier and as and the more we develop this technology and the further down this platform we actually go um cell phones are going to eventually catch up to things like oculus and vives yeah and if if you can just take your 700 dollars phone and a 15 dollars headset and plug it in and have just an amazing experience. I mean, that's enough to keep people hooked when it becomes that accessible. I mean, I, I think the reason I don't think it's a fad is it's so accessible now. Like way back in the day, like you had to like know a dude that knew a dude that worked at Microsoft or something that you could try out maybe this little thing or whatever. It, it was this kind of like it was hard. Bragworthy, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, totally yeah. bragworthy. And so like now that there's so many different um, ways to experience it, either with phones or with like a vibe or the daydream, or, yeah, yeah, a or thing uh, these things. But not only that, anyone can make it. Anyone can make it, and that's why it's not going to die. Everyone thinks this is so awesome, and it is. But, like, any one of you guys, if you just spent enough time 
go home, really, really check it out. You could download demos of software and you could make 360 degree experiences. You could get a camera like this. You could add text and images into it. Like I'm a motion graphics artist. And that's another one of the really cool things is, you know, working with 360 videos, like you don't have to like develop a game. You don't have to like develop an experience and have all this crazy like 360 audio stuff. You can just make cool shit with the stuff that's readily available to you. And I, mean, I think that's why it's just on my, on my YouTube channel, I actually have a uh, three video series that takes you step by step how to make that stuff. Your tutorial is really good, too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So Stop. give them the name of the channel again, just in case they, they didn't hear it earlier. Uh, Cap and Design TV. Go subscribe. Yeah. I watch his tutorials and then just make my own using rehashing his stuff, and I get more views, and it's awesome. It's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we can all agree that, that virtual reality is not a fad, right? Yeah. You pro you're probably the one that'd be most cynical here since you're from the music side and you're like, oh, if this fails, doesn't matter. I can still go play on my keyboard. Basically. Fair enough. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Yeah, it's like, so at least the three of us are. I are want it to work. I mean, just, you yeah. know, for Metal Gear Solid. Anybody? I think it's so, so, yeah. How about this? <laughs> I want oh, Fallout in VR. That's what I want. The, uh, it's coming. I know. <laughs> and Doom. So, so how many people here think that VR is literally just limited to entertainment? It's just something that you just are just going to throw on to entertain yourself. It's not going to have any kind of like tangible impact beyond that. Look at this. We no one. I, I love that. Wow. You guys are very smart, smart crowd. Because I get that a lot. That is one of, every time I publish a video on YouTube, uh, my channel, barnerd.com, go subscribe. I could use like, I don't know, like 50 or more people. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, every, I get ta constant comments saying, oh, this is just for gaming. This is just, you know, yeah. if you're spending $700 on, a, on an HTC Vive and all you're doing is playing video games. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. There are some amazing things that virtual reality is doing. That, that, that far surpass anything in just yeah. the entertainment industry. And we were talking about this earlier, even during our live stream uh, on Twitch, is medical applications for this. You were talking about the, yeah, the yeah. burn, the burn yeah, victims. Um, one of the earliest studies with the current technology for VR was they took burn victims, put them inside of VR headsets, and put them into um, snowy mountains where they could actually kind of interact and stuff. And the need for morphine for for those burn victims, drastically went down. And yeah. some of them actually just stopped needing it altogether. So, no, that's, that's, so that's crazy and awesome. Yep. But uh, you were also talking about um, how someone conquered their fears. Oh, fear of heights. How many people here have just an innate fear of something that you don't think you should fear? Spiders. Uh, you guys are all yeah. lying. You should fear You're spiders. All liars. Every, every last one of you. There's a fear. You know it. <laughs> Uh, one of the nice things about virtual reality, if you've, if you've never done the high-end experience using like an HTC Vive or, or an Oculus Rift, is that the depth perception and the sound combined give you a very real perception. And it's such a real perception, in fact, that even if you are a hardened virtual reality enthusiast, you are still susceptible to a new experience kind of catching you off guard. Totally. And so one of the experiences I did was called the Plank Experience. Uh, you basically go up in a building to the 60th floor, the elevator doors open, and it's a little skinny wooden plank going out from a 60-story drop. Isn't there a cat at the end? It's, no, there wasn't a cat at this one. Oh, I, I but, see one with a cat. But it opens up, and the sound that complements it is the high winds coming against the building, and they're very directional. The first time the doors open, and, and I'm standing in a room, I'm putting on the virtual reality headset, I know I am in just a big room with a nice solid floor underneath me, and when those doors open, my skin just chicken skin. Oh, yeah. All over my entire body, and I began to shake. I took the first step out on the board and my legs started to buckle. You know how you get light in the knees when you get scared? I was physically scared and I had to lift the Vive up and look just to make absolutely certain that I haven't somehow teleported. 
to play, even though it's it's, it's cartoonish so graphics, it's a, but the depth perception mixed with the sound has you so convinced that I had to do a double check. Even though everything about me as a person tells me that this is impossible, nothing can happen. I should be able to just run and jump off this board. Yeah. So I finally make it out to the end of the board, and I'm still shaking, and my friend says, jump. And I couldn't do it. And there's a video on my channel where I do this. I put my foot off a little bit. I still feel, I'm like, wait, there's no board there. I can feel it now. So I'm kind of convinced in my brain that this is an illusion. Oh, and you had a physical but board too in the room. No, no, right? no, no, no. I didn't do the physical board. Oh, you didn't do the that, physical board. No, okay. that, that kills people. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, was, it was a very real experience. And what had happened uh, was my friend who was giving me the experience, he's Tribal Instincts on YouTube. If you guys want to check him out, he does mixed reality videos. Amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, he said that he used it to, defear his, uh, or to defeat his fear of heights. He works on like the, the 20th floor of some building in downtown Seattle and he says he doesn't like having his desk next to the window because he actually gets anxious and fear looking out the window at the drop. And so he went home and did that plank experience every night for a week. And after a week, he was able to not only put his desk against the window, he actually found a window in the building that he could open about this wide and stick his head out and look down. And he said he has absolutely no fear. And so after hearing that story from him and seeing some of the research that people are doing, especially people that are in bed uh, for long periods of time after surgery and things like that, VR offers them the ability to convince their mind that they're in an open space. People that are agoraphobic that feel trapped in small spaces can now feel like they're in larger spaces. The perception is very, very real. Yeah, it's really, it's really like kind of staggering when you really experience things. Yeah, like we're not that. talking like Nintendo Virtual Boy. How many people were like uh, really bummed about the Nintendo Virtual Boy? Right? Virtual Boy, I think. Right, I, you put it on, you're like, oh my god, it's only red, and then your eyes burn out of your head, and you get a migraine headache, yeah. and go to your doctor, and he gives you some, I don't know, Vicodin or something. But uh, horrible, horrible experience. And the sad thing is, uh, Oculus, the early Oculus offerings, like the DK1, for instance. Mm -hmm. They were very cool, but let's be honest, it looked like an 89-year-old man looking through two cataracts eyes. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be able to actually use it for much beyond near field, but it's gotten so much better than that. And I hear so many people say, oh no, I tried VR, I didn't like it, it was stupid. It made mm -hmm. me sick. Mm -hmm. Well, what did you try? I don't remember. It was an Oculus something or other. Yeah. No, it's come so far. Make sure that every one of you, if you haven't yet, have tried the latest offering from either HTC or Oculus. Yeah, so I uh, the first time when I tried the DK1 before that user group, it was really cool, but you know, the DK1 had um, just an Xbox controller that I had to use. I didn't like that. It kind of turned, it was like, this is really cool technology. I, I have a feeling it's gonna get to where it needs to be, but I, I, I didn't plan to invest actually in like an Oculus or something like that. It wasn't until the Vive got released and I went over to the Microsoft store. I was like, I need to go try this out. Right. And I went over to the Microsoft store and I played Space Pirate Trainer that's amazing, oh my god yeah. like I was running around that little room like yep. you can you can dual wield and you guns shield, shield and you can gun. pull yeah. your shield out and like you're not constrained to a, a controller you have these individual controllers with grip buttons they got triggers they have uh, trackpads and you're yeah. just like you're a freaking maniac and you're shooting these things out of the sky and you take it off and you're in a store yeah. and everyone's staring at you like you're a wild person and you're like <laughs> So how much is this thing? <laughs> All right, yeah, it's, I mean, let's go, let's go, let's do this. No, no, and it's yeah, wild so. how how your 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 mind and your hands map together so yeah. well in VR. You wouldn't think it, it, it. There's no learning curve. I actually had my wife. My wife is like the least technical person on planet Earth. She's literally my opposite. <laughs> so opposites do attract. Thirteen years. Um, I put the VR thing on her and she and got it tuned in. And she was in a game shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah. And she literally like just grabs an arrow off the table with the trigger, pulls it, in, goes point, and hits the target. She's like, wow, this is pretty cool. How many people do you know of that could give their parents a mouse on a computer and be like, okay, we're playing Doom, right. go shoot the target. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it, it was a, it, it, it's just a, the intuitiveness kind of plays into it too. Uh, one of the things I wanted, uh, you know what, so because everybody in the room might be bored, let's go ahead and jump to what people really want to know. What is the most embarrassing 
experience that you've had with VR? Come on, guys, dish out. Um, so <laughs> put you on the spot, but I think these people. So I have enough. a. So like Andrew was saying earlier, uh, I co-founded a company at the Comotion Labs, uh, Ensoverse, and I brought a gal over from Microsoft to. I met her at the, uh, like, at the virtual reality meetups here in Seattle. And she's like, I've never tried VR. I couldn't get myself on the list. I'm like, oh, you know, that's a real shame. Everybody should be allowed to try VR. Why don't you come to the to labs? We'll set you up. And, you know, you can try it. And so I put her in accounting, uh, <laughs> which if any, who, who's watched uh, Rick and Morty? So Justin Roiland, uh, one of the co-creators, uh, has a, VR game called accounting and in one of the scenes you pick up this bomb and you try to like get rid of it but it starts like screaming at you uh, <laughs> like in the Rick and Morty voice like oh my god I'm gonna die ah! and you're like no and she was so convinced like she was trying to get rid of it so hard that she took the controller and put it through a 60 inch TV oh no oh, yeah and we didn't have insurance <laughs> Uh-oh. So um, she, she paid the $1,700, but she couldn't quite cover it. So to keep a good relationship with the Comotion Labs, uh, I had to shell out $500 of it. Ow. Um, yeah. We call that the Nintendo Wii effect. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? The, how yeah. many Wii bowling remotes went through various televisions on YouTube? That was, that was wonderful. Now, yes. I know you got to be able to top that. Um, so I, I also broke a controller. Um, I was playing Swordmaster, and that's awesome. When I that play, awesome. when I when I play games, like I'm like everyone, sit down, get away from my play area because <laughs> I will punched. probably punch you in the yeah. face. Uh, I have two kids and a dog, and I have lots of snakes at my house actually too. I, I'm a snake collector. I could have guessed that. And uh, we have this one um, particularly bitchy snake named Veronica, and she was watching me play uh, Swordmaster for probably three hours. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, get it, get it. And then eventually I go, yeah, ow, that really hurt. And I had stabbed the snake tank. It's a, it was a, like, a, like an inch thick of glass. I had stabbed the snake tank, and my, and my, um, my Vive controller goes, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, you folded it over. Oh, I totally folded the top over. And if anyone has priced that out, it's about 150 bucks to replace. Yeah, that's So I was really angry at myself. Um, but uh, I actually got hooked up at the Microsoft store, which was really cool. And... Um, we won't tell any more details about yeah. that, but I got I got a pretty pretty sweet uh, fix on that. So. How many people have punched a wall in a VR experience? <laughs> See, that actually yeah. surprised me. That, it happens. That's a pretty low number because I every I think honestly every time I've ever had a VR experience, I punched a wall or a desk or at least kicked oh, yeah. something. That's that's one thing a lot of people because you notice even though you start in one place, you don't always end in that same place. Yeah. You ever notice that when you're playing a game? Yeah, totally. That, that's something you do have to be aware of in VR. Is if you're not playing a game where you're sitting down, you're playing a full body one to one mapped game or experience you do tend to lose track of the room and there are some boundaries and well stuff yeah they have like the, the chaperone boundaries but they don't like come a in fast grid. enough for like a hundred yeah. mile an hour punch yeah trying to kill a zombie and then you hit it and you're like wow there really is a zombie there and you're like nope there's a hole in the drywall the worst is when you're trying to knife someone and you're going ah! <laughs> and like you're like trying to go for the feet so they don't get you in the head how many people and punched a friend like, Anybody punch anybody? Because spotters and yeah, there we go. Yeah, spotters and VR are important. Oh yeah. Do not punch them. I punched Jesse like three times during our mixed reality video. My son got a uh, a gun stock to the head when I was playing Onward. 
All right. So that well, was fun. Well, <laughs> since, since you guys are given all these weak experiences, I'll give the real experience. And that is uh, my wife caught me watching something I shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> and uh, she thought it'd be funny to gently put her hands on my shoulders. Yeah. Just like that. And uh, <laughs> let's just say my heart rate went to about 275 beats per minute, and I almost got a concussion. <laughs> and, and, and we'll leave it at that. And I learned a very valuable lesson that day. And it's very easy to get lost in VR and not realize that you're yeah. still sitting in the middle of a room. Yep. And people can, openly can walk, walk in. in and out of. And uh, so, yeah, that's my embarrassing experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a few, like with the accounting demo, running into a few tables. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you have to, in order to finish the level, you have to get to a specific spot. And where you have to pick up the item, it's on the, it was on the table in the room. So I was just like, you know, going for it. And then, you know, knocked over the table, you know, knocked into the table. Uh, another thing was trying to stress test my computer on VR. I ended up crashing the computer. A few times, I was just like, go, and loaded everything I could, pot, like, you know, see if it was possible. It just destroyed the computer. <laughs> oh, so my gosh. That was fun. <laughs> Adrian. I, I honestly don't have one. I have, you I, are going to get one. I, I, I'm going to get one. That's what I'm looking forward Eventually. to. <laughs> I, actually, Eugene, I'm going to ask you to do something, okay? And he can hear it because it's not going to matter even if he knows it's coming. <laughs> Let him play Brookhaven Experience or oh, one of the zombie oh, games, and right when a zombie's about to grab him, you bear hug him. Oh, dude. That, uh, I will tell you guys right I'm, I'm now. I'm going to get an elbow to the face. That is the worst thing in VR. And it's actually, it's actually one of those unspoken rules in VR is that you don't interact with the person who's in the world because you, you have. Someone a, will get hurt. Yeah. Somebody will get hurt. And, and, and I've, I've volunteered to have somebody do that before without the timing being known and everything. And even knowing that it was coming, I still collapsed twice to the floor. <laughs> because your brain just shuts down when you're in a high, intense, like you're, you're going fast, you're about to die, and somebody just grabs you, your brain just goes, knockout, and your yeah. legs just buckle. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, if you guys are ever in a VR experience, you have a friend in the room, let them know that's okay, they can do that to you, unless you're over 60 years old and have a heart condition. <laughs> or pregnant. <laughs> or drunk. Or that, yeah. <laughs> So uh, as far as the creativity and the VR, we talked about how easy it is for anybody to get involved in creating this content. Anything from as simple as just recording a 360 mm -hmm. camera and uploading your experience and having literally thousands or ones of people, you know, come and watch your snowboarding adventures or sitting on the couch watching TV. Yes, I did find a video on YouTube. There's a guy literally just sitting on the couch watching his TV's VR camera on the coffee table. He recorded like 10 hours of it. Why not? It. ASMR? Yeah. yeah, yeah, called it. It was it was it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, but in the in the creativity, it, it kind of opens up a whole new world. It really does for because before you were looking through a camera lens and you were like you were saying you compose exactly what the mm. person sees, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you have this unique opportunity to compose a world where you don't necessarily know. You you might be able to lead somebody to a certain extent, but you don't know for sure that's what they're going to do. What kind of challenges does that present to you guys doing this? Go ahead. Eugene. I mean this. Basically, whatever you want to make, sky's the limit. It's just figuring out the technical aspects of how to get there is the real challenge. I mean, if you want to create like the next mist, you might have to pick up Unreal or Unity. If you want to just do like 316 filmmaking, I mean, you need to figure out what exactly uh, that story is going to be. You're going to have to figure out how to storyboard it in 360. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to have somebody like Adrian score it for you. Hey, Adrian, while well, 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 we're talking about you really quick, where can people find your music? Because you got some cool stuff. 
the easiest way to do it is to go through the my YouTube channel, um, which is I mentioned. You could just type in classyskeletontime.com and it'll bring <laughs> you to it. I've got a, like a specific like straight up resume style one at frostchildstudios.com if anybody's interested in that one. So, Ooh. Yeah. Ah. Nice. Ooh. So our programmer here. What do you think are the are the biggest challenges in creating VR content, interactive VR interactive, content specifically? Interactive VR. Um, I think it's well. There's a lot of research done on how to make an experience well enough so as you're not going to disorient your user. So a lot of those things are now kind of rules. Now you don't take away the camera from them. You a lot you know high frame rate so at night you know one to one mapping for you know controls. But I think the biggest challenge is switching your mindset. Is because um, it's like a whole new way to design something. Mm -hmm. As you're taking it from a completely different standpoint, you're, it's almost like, uh, I mean, if you haven't done it yet, it's like, imagine like you're arranging a room in real life. That's kind of like how you're gonna be making these VR experiences, is you have to think in this type of world dimensions. Because I mean, we're so used to just doing it maybe on a you know, two-dimensional thing, because that's how it comes out. But this is a whole new way to, you know, to think about it. So I think just making sure it's engaging and, you know, just, um, I don't know, just try to be creative with it. I mean, it really is a creative, it like liberates you creatively. Like you're not, you're not tied to just what is here. It's, this is kind of like, from this point on, you're kind of building the future of VR. So make it good, you know, yeah. don't stick with yeah. what's now, like make new things. But you, de you definitely have to think about things that you never thought about before. Like, for instance, the height of a person. Why would that matter? Yeah, right. If, if, if you're in a game, a climbing game, and you need to be able to reach the next peg, and the person happens to be five foot, and the guy that made it was six, you're like, why can I never get past this level? Right. And so there's, there's a lot of considerations in there that you have to do in a real one-to-one -one mapped world, where what you're doing in the world is exactly mapped as if you were in that area. And actually, I wanted to talk about that a little bit too. If you are using VR in a sitting position, like I'm sure a lot of you have done like the roller coaster simulators and stuff like that, where you sit in the chair and you're like, wee, wee, and then you fall over and, and break something. Um, those generally make you a little queasy. They do, because you're moving in your mind, but your body's not moving in step. One yeah. of the things I like about the HTC Vive specifically, and now, now actually Rift's getting pretty good at it also, yeah. is the ability to map that one-to-one -one experience. You do not get fatigue at all. Yeah. I've been inside of an HTC Vive for eight hours before without a break, and I was fine. I didn't have any vertigo. I didn't have anything coming out of it because everything I was doing, my, where my hands were, yeah. where I was climbing, where I was placing my feet, were all one to one. I, did, I think. Didn't that, you break a? Didn't you break a headset? Like you sweated through it or something? Oh yeah. You guys want to hear a really embarrassing story? <laughs> so the guy Tribal Instincts that I was telling you about, we were doing a mixed reality video, and we're going to talk about mixed reality here in a minute. Uh, we're shooting a mixed reality video and I go for about two hours, like really, really heavy cardio. And you think a big guy like me, I'm already sweating just sitting here. Imagine me two hours going. Rah! So I, we take off the headset after two hours and I set it on the floor and a puddle starts to form. Oh my God. The sweat absorbed through my face into the foam and just worked its way down into the rip. Oh no. And the next day he called me and he's like, it's dead, Jim. It was gone. The, the, the rift was dead. Luckily, we, we contacted HTC and they replaced it promptly and said, nice. yeah, no, no, we totally recognize that sweat can kill these things and are bad here. Have another one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty embarrassing experience. So make sure that you take breaks. Use a towel. Make sure you got yeah. good foam on your headset. It's, it's, it's critically important. I want to say something with the, uh, with the one of the, uh, the challenges with VR is don't let it feel so daunting to you if you want to create. Like, Everyone 
just like a couple years ago was a, like a complete noob at creating things in virtual reality because it wasn't there. And all the stuff that was released prior to that, uh, you didn't really have um, like tools to create things mm -hmm. like in Tilt Brush. Um, but everyone's new, new to this. And I think just getting past the like, oh man, this is really crazy. Uh, what do I do? And just like kind of jumping in and like, like he did. He went like full time VR, we're doing this. He went to the hackathon, made some really cool shit. And he's like, I'm doing this. I, I want to do this forever. And he just did it. And once you can get past that, I think um, sky's the limit. Honestly, yeah. a lot so, of people are really intimidated because of old, old wives' tales of programming of old, right? Yeah, because that's what I did, and it was—it's not like that any, anymore. But so here, here's the thing: in the VR world, we don't have experts yet because this medium is still so new, mm -hmm. and that's why Wise. jobs like mine as a VR evangelist um, is a thing because we don't have those experts. But it's up to people like me who are jumping in early to set those standards to get the UW to start having classes to be able to offer online courses in this medium. So the next generation that comes after me will be those experts. Yeah, now's the time to get into it though. If, if, if you're interested in finding a niche and you want to entertain on YouTube or live mm -hmm. streaming and stuff like that, the virtual reality stuff is still scarce enough that now is the time to jump in it and start. And, and you're doing a favor by doing it because you're championing the technology and making people more comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And, it, and it's cheaper than ever to actually like learn this stuff too. Yeah. Like you can go on like Udemy and courses are like $10 to like learn how to code in Unity. It's insane. Yeah, and, Unity like, I mean, has really made things. And even if you want to go buy a Vive, they just actually announced like financing. I think it's like 66 bucks a month you can get a Vive. When yeah, I how paid, many like, other companies have done really like financing on a cell phone company? I don't, I don't know. I mean, cell phone companies, that's about it. Sure, come but get like, the keyboard, pay $5 a month. No, yeah. it's, it, it was very interesting to see them do that. But it just, it just shows that they pushed enough that they want to keep this momentum going. They don't want people to start getting scared yeah. away from it. Well, I mean, the price point is high. Up until now, it has been really high. I mean, yeah. um, I think the HoloLens uh, dev kit's like oh three grand. Yeah, it's over. It's over uh, I think the. The dev kits for the Oculus were like twenty five hundred bucks yep. when they were out. It, it, it was crazy. But now, I mean, you can. It's obtainium. Yeah, you can actually obtain it. And the nice thing is, you can actually create the entire experience on a different platform, like a cell phone, for instance. Nope. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, last thing that I wanted to uh, talk about uh, is the multiplayer aspects of oh. virtual reality, because this is something that I kind of want to save for last, because this is a big deal. It it is. Um, so. When, when you talk about multiplayer, you know, hanging out and being in a room with your friends yes. is absolutely awesome. Uh, Topher and I have our show glitched where people can get into their cell phones or their vibes or Oculuses and come join us as we do a live show. And before you can do that. Um, well, one of the really cool experiences yeah. is you see the one where you can actually sit in a room and watch Netflix with a friend and you can talk back and yet, forth. I'm, I think that's so stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> try it. Absolutely try it because you're sitting in a room and you're able to talk to the person next to you and you hear them like they're standing next to you and you're both watching and you can commentate on the movie and go back and forth and you realize just how much you play off the other people that you watch movies with. Well, think about it. That, that's a great thing for like people who have like long distance relationships. Absolutely. I mean, if you guys want to watch a movie together, put on the notebook and jump in your vibe. It and... sounds silly, but it's actually, it, it's different. You have to try it. It's one of those things you have to try it. I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as multiplayer and like games, right? Yeah, oh, man. That's what's really amazing because people that are doing multiplayer in games right now, they're not really physically interacting. They might be interacting with a digital representation of somebody else. Whereas in this context, you're, you're actually interacting with a human and motion and sound, everything. Like, has anybody here played a game called Hover Junkers? 
So Hover Junkers is awesome. It's, it's a game that actually needs some refinement and improvement. Yeah. But the idea is, is everybody's on a little floating ship and you fly around. You, you, you get to nail things up on your floating ship like armor. And you get to put guns around and shoot through the holes and try to shoot the other guy in the other mm -hmm. ship. But everybody moves as if it, their, their movements are completely human. There's mm -hmm. not just duck down a little yeah. bit. If you can lay really close to the floor, yeah. you can do it. If you can jump really high, you can do it. And so each person that you encounter is completely different. You don't just get the guy jump ducking. Going, oh, he can't yeah. shoot me. You know, and it makes it makes it much more realistic and enjoyable. There's another game called Onward. Has anybody ever heard of Onward? So it's essentially it's kind of like Counter Strike in virtual reality. It's really cool, but you know, it's a tactical military simulator, and it's a four versus four. But not only um, are you just going and trying to kill the other guys. You're coordinating with your team. You have comms that you can reach up here and trigger click. You're like, hey guys, I'm gonna take the left side. You guys take the right side. I see a guy by on that balcony. That's awesome. And you guys are like, you're, you're positioning and you, I mean, I play in like a league and stuff too. So it gets really, really crazy. Nerd. But, uh, but it's, it just shows that like, you don't have to like play with people like in the same room because you can just, you can just collab with all these different people and just have the, uh, have a. I mean, I played that game for like eight hours sometimes too. And like, it's just insane. Yeah, and you get so immersed. Yeah. Have you, uh, Adrian? Have you have you had the opportunity to do any multiplayer games? No, no, I have not. It's completely different than playing a multiplayer experience in like just a traditional way with a keyboard and mouse and a headset. It just feels completely. You know, different. it's it's interesting because the moment you introduce the human element of playing against another person, I'm just wondering how soon we're gonna see people being the opponent in multiplayer where they're just exploiting the system. Like you said, you can jump as high as you can. Yeah. Watch, one guy's going to get a ceiling harness where he can like, aha, <laughs> like jump up in the air. <laughs> He's you like guys know what I'm talking about. If you're playing an online shooter, they'll find a way to just like ruin your day. So. <laughs> or you have the trolls, right? They're just you're the trolls, exactly. The it's, the yeah, time. Like, okay, the thanks game, guys. Come on, get your controller yep. out of there. Their on, team, my team. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that I haven't like stuck yep. my gun like right here and be like, hey, come and get me. Yeah, exactly. Right. And there's lots of new experiences. You guys can also go and research something called mixed reality which is looking from a third person perspective and placing you physically in the world from that third person perspective it's another That's, way to be incredibly creative it's, it's with your videos exactly and then and then of course you have uh you know you have the augmented reality which is putting things into your physical world that you're already looking at it's kind of like the inverse of yeah. mixed reality yeah. mm -hmm. so uh it looks like we're down to about 10 minutes you want to take some questions guys yeah, yeah. let's do some questions hey, if you guys want to line up at the I, mic right here yep oh oh, oh who's first uh and she's first What's your name? What's up? Hi. Uh, my name's Elizabeth, and uh, you mentioned now is a great time to get into VR. Uh, what are some good companies that you know of that are hiring? So, um, oh man, that's so. Uh, so unless you're like um, an engineer or you have a, a background as a game developer, uh, you probably aren't going to get hired. Uh, I have both of those. Oh, are you? Oh, you do? Okay, oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I believe Valve is um, doing three new games right now. Uh, they just announced it. That might be a great place to start. If you're an engineer, um, I'd, I'd look yeah. at uh, Microsoft if, for HoloLens. That's right. And uh, um, where Google. No, no, no. So oh, yeah, Google some Amazon, Google Amazon has yeah. some cool stuff. Are you, are you part of the VR Slack then? Uh, no, but I have worked on games, and I am a programmer. Okay, so... Awesome. You're, you're Tell in the about the groups. Yeah. So um, you should come to one of the VR meetups. Yeah, that's the um, best way. We, we have a Slack channel that's just for like job postings. Or be a pioneer. Be your own boss. Let's see some indie development. Yeah. Create something yeah. in green light. You'd be surprised. The cool thing about VR is the things that would be simple and dumb in a 2D environment can be exceptionally awesome. 
in a 3D environment. Yeah. yeah. I would literally buy an indie game where you got a paddle ball and you're just hitting a ball with it. <laughs> it's and just uh, be like, this is so cool. Actually, my buddy Nima just released a game called Smackball. Nice. He's just stealing my ideas, man. <laughs> Steal my Thanks. ideas. Thanks. That's awesome. Thanks for the question. Hello. Hi there. My name's Talia. Um, I work at the Living Computer Museum, and if you guys want to play with the vibe, we have one. I love that place. Matisse Flesher is my homie. Good. I'm, I'm going to come talk to you guys afterwards okay. about Matisse and events and stuff. Got some stuff to donate to you guys, too. I think I got an yes, Apple IIe collecting dust you guys want. <laughs> um, on the side, though, I'm a sound designer, and so um, mm -hmm. I've been trying to get into VR and also audio programming and things like that. And... Um, you know, just because audio equipment is so expensive and also buying a computer and making yes. your own computer yep. that's able to handle all that. You know, right now I'm at, I just bought a $3,000 Mac for like my audio stuff and like Pro Tools and stuff like that. And like $2,000 microphone. It's like, what's kind of a good start if you're, you know, working on getting into virtual reality and maybe not have the money for the equipment yet? Or like, are there certain resources or like VR meetups, things like that, that you might be able to borrow some equipment or something. I've met very few actual sound designers and or musicians who have ever like actually wanted to get into VR, which is why I'm kind of like, like you know, skeptical like about the whole thing. Right? I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay, and that's why I'm doing it. So I just have my MacBook. I use Reaper. Okay. And, and, a lot, and you know, it, it cost me $60. And um, it's one of those situations where Pro Tools is, is, you will be, that is an education in and of itself, if you ask me. And I've used the Oculus plugin for that, but because I don't have, like, the head tracking, okay. it's kind of uh, hard that's to, like, a step above, put yourself Yeah, into that's that. a step past what I'm doing right now. I wait for him to render everything and send it to me, and I kind of just kind of <laughs> yeah. tailor it towards that. Okay. As far as, are you talking about making your own VR simulation thing and then adding the sound, too? Either way, I just like <laughs> learning stuff. And oh, yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I'd say Mike, like you said, you know, just make shit. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. No, just, that is get, honestly. Get on yeah, YouTube just, and watch some tutorials and yeah, see what yeah. you can do. And like honestly, when it comes down to it, work with what you got. I used uh, GarageBand on my Mac for literally like ten years, and so many people. And I'm not bragging. I'm by no means a virtuoso, but I've had some people say like, "Oh, what program do you use?" I'm like GarageBand. They're like, <laughs> "Well, it's it's yeah. not about the tools you use. It's how bad you want to make something really cool and how badly you want to make it good." I've right. seen amazing things done with MS Paint. That's saying something. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So would use the tools that are available to you and just kind of experiment. Because as Eugene said, there's no experts in this field yeah. yet. So we we're can, all, we're we can all break news, all the guys. rules. It's good. This is the time to do it. Pioneers before everybody's Thank you. Well, thank you guys very much. Yeah. You bet. What's we'll up, talk man? to you after the panel. So you were talking about, like, you know, the, the shooting a bow and arrow or yes. tracking your hands and stuff. Yeah. Is, that, is there anything I can use? I have a smartphone and a cardboard. Is there anything that I can use to do that because that sounds way cooler than just looking around at some buildings and stuff. Yeah, like I was talking about After Effects and using Skybox. Um, like After Effects, you can, if you don't have After Effects yet, uh, you can want either. From a consumer standpoint, not a totally. developer standpoint. Totally. It's really easy. Yeah. It's insanely yeah. so easy. Right so, over here, we have a Google Pixel and it comes with, or uh, yeah, the, so, the Daydream and yeah. it comes with a controller. So and the controller the actually is. talks to the phone when it's in there and you mm -hmm. can do like I'll track my yeah like yeah. hand tracking okay. yeah, were you so talking about using of these or what? were you talking about using VR or making VR using VR oh so using would, okay. Sorry, I would I'll pick one back. of these up it's pretty cheap <laughs> what's it called it's the uh, Daydream the Google Daydream Google with Daydream. the Pixel phone so this the Google Pixel, Pixel phone okay. uh, this controller is hooked up through Bluetooth and has like accelerometer and a gyroscope in it does one to one mapping pretty well there's like you know it's, it's at what it, the cost is it's actually a really great thing 
So, um, you know, if you have a Pixel or a phone like that, I would pick an that iPhone. up. If you yeah. don't have that, then there are some, uh, actually, well, just talk to me after, because we, you know, I have some stuff actually. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. we have like two more minutes left. Um, if you guys uh, didn't get your question, we're actually going to hang out outside over here probably a little bit. If yeah. you guys want to pick our brains, feel free. But yeah, I think this will be the last question. All right, let's hear it. For this. Yeah, and then you guys can meet us outside and we'll keep going. Can we talk about the hardware on the camera side? So if I want to buy a camera yeah. okay. that does, does 360, there's like the Oculus, um, not the Oculus, the Omni Rift. There are some other ones. What ones do you use? Um, I use the Samsung Gear 360. Like what, um, bucks? Yeah, uh, so I, I got this on eBay for 205 but then it came stripped. <laughs> uh, so I had to go out and buy all the accessories and stuff that it would normally come with. So I spent probably like 350 for the whole thing. Um, you might go that route, which is definitely the cheaper end. Uh, you might so you try... Get bad quality from the cheap stuff? Uh, the, well, photo, I mean, the photo quality is pretty good. What's the resolution uh, on this once you get uh, the video out of it? It's it's 4K, but it's not like great 4K. Not super 4K. Yeah. So like if you if you want to really like step up past this, um, an easy way to do it would be to make a, a GoPro rig. So like 360heroes.com. Yeah. yeah. It's like five thousand dollars. Oh, you can 3D oh, print those. No, you can 3D print them, man. Six yep. cameras. It's the stitching software. It's everything, but five thousand dollars. So so like the Omni, the the GoPro Omni, I, that's their official GoPro mount for a six camera yep. rig. I believe that has uh, a stitching software included with it, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty expensive. Um, but if you wanted to go the cheaper route, one, you can 3D print yep. stuff like he did, uh, which is just essentially your uh, 3D printing. Go the to shell. a local makerspace, but pay then him, pay him a couple bucks and print something. But then when you do that, you're gonna have to uh, you know sync up all your uh, stuff yourself. So sure. I mean, there's there's an aspect of um, you spend a little bit more money to not be so cumbersome. Uh, but if you want to DIY yeah. it and do it yourself, I mean, dude, you can start making stuff for. Sub a thousand bucks. The 360 video that you get from that, is it like fish-eyed because it's... Oh, the, uh, are you talking about Journey? No, I'm no, talking about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, two 180 lenses that self-stitches when you export it. Yeah, but when you do it like that, I mean, the... Yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, oh, when it, when, it, when it unwraps, you are going to get a little fuzzing out towards yeah. the periphery because the way that it unwraps it, and unfortunately, that's, that's not really avoidable unless yeah. you're doing a very high-resolution image. Like like 8K yeah. or better, you're gonna have that kind of artifact. But as far as the amount of money versus quality uh, and how easy of an experience you want, I saw one guy he 3D printed a rig that used the old GoPro twos. Yeah, and you can buy GoPro twos for like you know 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And and the nice thing about them is they, they don't do like crazy good video quality, but they do amazing. But when you have six quality. of them, you take six of them, you're like dink, and you get like the super high resolution but then thing. You stitch them together. Stitches yeah. them all together. Yeah, and there's software to do that. That's the neat thing is there's a lot of yeah. softwares out there that will do the stitching for yeah. you. So, feed in the images. so we're being flagged that, yep. uh, oh, that, we, that we have to do uh, last call. All right, let's do last call. Uh, where, can, where can they find you, buddy? Uh, Cap Design TV, C-A-P-O-N Design TV on YouTube, um, and then Cap and Design on Twitter, and then Altspace, we have Glitch. Yeah, um, you can find me online at toe-fur.com. My name's Tofer, like the hobbit foot. So, uh, toe-fur.com or toe-fur on Twitter. Uh, and yeah. You guys can find me on YouTube, Barnacles Nerdgasm, or go to barnnerd.com. And uh, I do a lot of really random stuff with technology. You guys probably like it. Robotic arms, all kinds of stuff I probably shouldn't have in my possession. How about you? Uh, if you can find me on Twitter, Turkey Ham Bacon. Turkey Ham Bacon. <laughs> turkey uh, Ham Bacon. Or you can get me on, uh, on LinkedIn. I'll answer that. Yeah. Two yeah. tweets.
Yep. Okay, and uh, you can just find me on YouTube at Insomnia, or just type in Classy Skeleton Time. It'll take you right to the YouTube page. I like Classy page. Skeleton. Yeah, I know, right? Classy Skeleton Thank you, everybody, Thank for you your guys. time. Thank you, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Everybody, go become awesome. pioneers. Please keep Woo. this going. I don't want it to be a fad.